Hey Mustangs, it's Mr. Stefanelli bringing you another episode of Straight from the Mustang's Mouth. On today's, we're going to revisit an old episode that I think uh, is worth revisiting because I know a lot of you are heading down to guidance and choosing classes. And for those of you that are looking for an English class, especially juniors and seniors who are looking for an alternative to the traditional English class, we have Investigation of Law, Order, and Justice taught by Mrs. Decker. It's a fantastic class where you kind of like step outside the world of the classics and into the world of cold cases and mysteries and thrillers. It's a fantastic class, usually jam-packed. And last year, Mrs. Decker invited the podcast uh, into a museum of cold cases. All her students investigated all these old cases like Jack the Ripper and stuff like that. And it was an amazing exhibit. And I got to talk to a lot of the students about what they did. And we thought we'd revisit that. If this is a class that interests you, I highly suggest running down to guidance and letting them know that you want it on your perspective schedule for the 2024-25 school year. Guys, it's always a great day to be a Mustang, and it's always a great day to hear what other Mustangs are doing in the classroom. Hope you enjoy the episode. Let's go talk to some of the Mustang students in the class about their exhibits. Now I must warn you, some of the details are a little gory and perhaps this is not something that should be shared in front of small children. So Mrs. Decker, why don't you tell us why we're here today? I told my classes that they worked really hard on these projects, and sometimes it's not just good enough for only me to see it, that they deserve to have other people look at their hard work. So I'm here with... Skylar Fortunato. Hi, Skylar. And uh, what did you do your project on? I did mine on the Zodiac Killer mystery. Tell me a little bit about the Zodiac Killer. So between 1968 and 1969, a serial killer went and it's confirmed that he killed five people. And then he sent out letters to San Francisco police departments admitting to um, killing 37 people. Um, But he left like coded words in it and it took detectives over 50 years to decode it. Um, There were two suspects, which was Arthur Lee Allen and Gary Francis Post, but um, neither of them have been like convicted of the crime. That's amazing. All right, I'm here with Brianna Nisley. Brianna, tell me about your project. So Sister Kathy was a nun in Baltimore. She taught at Keough High School and she was murdered due to blood force trauma when she was 26 years old. Um, They never found her killer, but one of the main suspects was um, a priest, um, and he sexually assaulted a whole bunch of the students, and that didn't come out to the public until 1992, and he was never convicted for it. He just went to a rehab center, and nobody ever found out who killed her. Grecia Lopez. And tell us about your project. So I did the boy who was found inside of a box. He was unidentified. He was naked, stripped, and wounded. And since it was like in 1957, there was like no genetic testing at the time. And since he was naked, there was like no clothes or evidence of anything. 
and 65 years later in 2022, last year in December, through genetic testing, they found out who he was. He was a four-year-old boy, and but since it's been so long, they haven't found like they can't find his parents and his siblings. They have no leads or anything. They interrogated this man who worked at a carnival because he did have 10 kids, which seven died and because of neglect and when they interviewed him there was no evidence that can like lead it to him this must be a hard thing to study i mean this is very disturbing stuff yeah it is i mean it's really sad especially since he has no family now and he's dead so what can we really do about it you know and it was years ago okay i'm here looking at a project on the salem witch trials done by Mackenzie and Shannon. All right, so tell me, why did you choose to do the Salem witch trials? Um, actually, I am personally studying witchcraft, and my family and past relatives were Wiccans. So I've always been kind of interested in the Salem witch trials and naturally drawn to it. So I kind of took the opportunity to do it as a project, and Shannon helped me. That's awesome. And what what was the most important thing you learned? Um. I think the most important thing I learned was that there were so many people and it's an underestimated thing that people don't know about. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you. Okay, I'm here with Kyle Plakis. And uh, tell us about your project. So my project was Area 51, and uh, we couldn't find much on it in terms of um, personal stories, but we do have a lot of information on vehicles and what came out of Area 51. And do you personally feel that this is a real thing? Yes, I do believe it's a real thing. Why? I think it's a real thing because um, the government in 2013 disclosed that Area 51 is a real place, and... Some people might say that the government might lie. However, I think otherwise. Okay, fair enough. Thank you so much for talking to me. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, so I'm walking by in the Unsolved Mystery Museum, and I see a display about Jack the Ripper done by... Stephanie Suarez. Tell me something I don't know about Jack the Ripper. It was never really found. Like, there isn't enough DNA to still figure out who it is. So how do we know he even existed? Or, or is it possible there was more than one? I mean, There was, like, sightings of him. They described him as a, like, short mm, brunette, and he, he, like, lived in Whitechapel, London. And he was, like, all the suspects all looked the same. Basically, and they're all, almost all of them are previous serial killers who, like, admitted last minute that they were Jack the Ripper. So it's kind of hard, and there's no DNA, so they still can't figure out who he is. That's really cool. In your opinion, based on your research, would you say there was more than one? It's not just one person? I feel like it might have been one person, and then someone else, like, maybe took one of his crimes, and they took it as their own. That's really interesting. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm here with... Angelina. And you're, you created a website talking about haunted places in the U.S. Could you tell me about that? Yeah, many places are haunted, and like one of the theories is because of traumatic events that happen in there. So, for example, like Chicago, there at like, this theater, there was a fire that went out because some, an accident happened, and the fire like doors, they got trapped. They just, they just didn't work, so 600 people burned in the fire and died. And people, people are, like, believing to hear, like, screaming. They hear voices or they see people walking around. Do you believe that yeah. places are haunted? Yeah, I believe. I think I have, like, things don't make sense. Like, 
The body is made of electricity in it. So when you die, where does that electricity go? It has to go somewhere. So it could be a spirit or it could just be anything. There's tons of theories. I'm here with Jess Soden. And she did her project on the Sally House? Yes. Tell us about that. It's located in Kansas, and it's about a little girl who died and came back demonically. She got sick, and she had to get surgery treatment, and she died on the operating table, and she believed that the nurse was trying to torture her. Okay, I'm here with... Eliana. And Eliana, what did you do your assignment on? I did Havana Syndrome, which is a mysterious illness that was affecting 100-plus U.S. diplomats um, and spies in Havana, Cuba. Back in 2016, it started. And this was being caused by a mysterious noise that they were hearing, which was, like, ranging from a high-pitched, like, screech to a sound of, like, marbles rolling on the floor. Um, and it was causing them to be affected with concussion-like symptoms from nausea to headaches to insomnia to impaired balance, and they don't really know what was really causing it. There's many different theories. They're saying, they're, um, U.S. officials believe it is a new form of military um, attacks against the U.S. government. I do believe, because it's affecting mainly just U.S. citizens overall and the government, that it is might it could very much be an attack on us as a whole country. Hi, I'm here with... Navarra. Navarra, what did you do your project on? The Black Dahlia. Uh, tell me about that. Um, it was about this woman, Elizabeth Short, who was found murdered in L.A., and she was cut clean in half at the waist and it was pretty gruesome she was mutilated it was really nasty and they never found the murderer do you have any theories based on your research yes so i think it was dr george hodell which he was a doctor and the way that her body was mutilated was definitely done by somebody who had medical expertise and he was the number one suspect because his son Steve found a picture of who he believes to be Elizabeth in his father's keeping so he definitely thinks that it was his own father thank you so much for talking to me this is disturbing and interesting all at the same time it's really gruesome do you love this class as much as I would imagine yes I love this class awesome We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are interested in taking the class on investigation into law and order, speak to your guidance counselor. Seniors and juniors can actually take it to fulfill their English requirement. Have a great day, Mustangs. Hey, Mustangs. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Straight from the Mustangs Mouth, the Brick Memorial podcast. We appreciate you all for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button on the app you're using. Your support means the world to us. Also, if you've got a moment, leave a review. Your feedback helps us grow and reach even more people. Now, here's an exciting opportunity. If you're passionate about podcasts and want to be a part of what we do, we're always on the lookout for enthusiastic individuals to join our team. Feel free to swing by room 260 and have a chat with Mr. Stefanelli or seek out one of our student staff for more details. Once again, thank you for keeping our podcast alive. Stay tuned for more engaging content straight from the Mustang's mouth. And remember, it's always a great day to be a Mustang.